0: Hello everyone, welcome to the 24th episode of In The Vitrine. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. And today we're going to talk about bags.
1: Bags, bags, bags!
0: Yes, <laughs> I love bags. Um, I think lots of people have a bag problem and... hmm, Do I have one? I don't think so because I'm pretty good about it. I will buy a bag I really like, I'll use it forever. Or if I don't like it, I will sell it off and buy another one. <laughs> but never mind. Um, so... This was prompted by um, some questions that a journalist at our national paper, The Straits Times, asked me about what the youths of today were carrying for bags. And I must say, when the questions came, they really stumped me at first because I was thinking like, oh, what do our students carry? Mm -hmm. And then I thought... Well, they're pretty practical when it comes to the bags they carry, right? Because they need to hold their laptop, their art supplies, their fabrics and things like that. So generally, they tend to take really huge bags with them. And then I thought, okay, no, I'm going to think like a fashion academic. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm going to think about why they carry the bags they do. So recently, I've been noticing that they are carrying more like of those, you know, polyethylene totes from ikea or muji um so they are pretty plain and they go seamlessly with their outfits but why is it that now they are cool things to carry Mm. because i don't think when i was a student i would be caught carrying like an ikea you know the blue ikea bag it wasn't cool
1: yeah i mean it was very practical but it wasn't something comfortable yeah or ironic yeah yes exactly so i i saw a And a young guy also carrying one of these paper bags from Mm -hmm. Ikea that was part of the Off-White Virgil Abloh collaboration. Mm. And it's brown and it says on it, sculpture in inverted commas.
0: Yes, I've seen that. Maybe we are looking at the same student. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the the cool factor for carrying bags from Ikea and Muji, I think we can trace the appeal uh, back to when cult streetwear label Vetements put its version of DHL t-shirt on the runway for the spring-summer 2016 season, I'm in mean, a commentary about capitalist kitsch and brought anti-fashion into fashion, mm-hmm. right? So it was like bringing back the logos, it was kind of like, can I say this, like taking the piss, right, at um, all these things that we think are just, you know, very um, run-of-the-mill, very everyday, but at the same time, really global, you yeah. know? So like DHL is a global company, IKEA is a global company, MUJI as well, right? And, Everyone knows the brands and, you know, carrying that, it's like if you, if you carry it in um, a very conscious way, you are doing it ironically. Yeah. You know, you're sending a message. You're telling people, I know what's up. Um, I'm part of the trend. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. Then I thought also about um, another trend I'm seeing or rather like two trends that are coexisting. So I've definitely seen students also doing that cross body bag. Thing I mean, like, like, you know what? At the fanny pack, yeah. But
1: it's kind of tilted so that the back part is facing the viewer and it's not uh, on the waist. It's
0: not across the waist, it's not across the hips, it's not, like, to put tools or anything, right? It's just... Or, like, you know, when we were growing up, or, you know, when you go to, like, the wet market or to the fruit stall, you know, the, the uncles and aunties would have the fanny pack and then yes. they would like, have the money and the coins to change. Totally. <laughs> to, like, give you money back for, like, your, your purchases. Um, so... You know, the fanny pack has had a bad rap for a long, long time. You know, it's practical, but it's definitely not cool. But somehow it's become cool, right? Because when you put it across um, the chest then you're like, yeah, you know, and and usually it's either got like a really huge logo or it has got no logo. Do you know what I mean? So it's either like a huge logo like Supreme. And actually that's where it started. Um, So if you think about, you know, how um, in... For the fall-winter 2017 edition... Or rather their collection Um, Supreme... Launched this fanny pack slung across the chest with the logo prominently displayed, and now you can find renditions of it from high fashion labels such as Gucci, Louis Vuitton, to mm-hmm. sportswear brands like Nike and Adidas, to fast fashion stores like Zara and Uniqlo. So the ones without the monogram or the label um, names would be like from Zara and Uniqlo. Yeah. You know? So it's just about like that
1: look. that shape, that yeah. look. So and it totally talks about how mob- how our mobile phones have everything we need and that's all we need to carry. Like mm. Even our payments can be done through our phones and something like this wouldn't have been possible maybe 20 years ago when yeah. we had to carry different things.
0: Yeah, so you don't even need to have a wallet anymore, right? You just have the phone. And sometimes I find that I can even go out with just my phone slung across, you know, like now you can buy That's those phone true, cases yes. with the straps. I'm, I'm holding one now. This is just from Monkey. Um, but I know in Singapore, there's also this brand called Best Best. And um, anyway, it's like a strap that you can, that is hooked onto a, an acrylic kind of casing and the strap can be any kind of style, right? Like it can be, well, here I have a woven kind of ropey thing that's black and orange. Um, And I recently saw something at Zara as well where it's like a, how do I I describe this? It's like a beaded kind of a bag, right? That fits just your phone Mm. and it's got like as well along the, the strap yep. so it's about kind of beautifying the things that you carry I mean bags are just holders for things you need in life on the go yep. um,
1: I also remember the the card holders do you remember Prada had this really beautiful card holders and that became also just a thing that mm, people wanted to buy mm-hmm. So they be, everything becomes so tiny yeah. and you can have like 100 bags within one bag mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I think also I mean because it's tiny it's affordable which is great yes that's
1: true
0: yeah and I think if we think about why um, the use I mean the use are part of this conversation about bags it's because now it's become so affordable I mean if you cannot afford the real uh, what you call it the ironic version right like um, I remember a few years ago I think Balenciaga got some flack for using you know that big Chinese bag. Chinese, I mean, well, I don't know what we call it exactly. Yeah, the Chinese bag. But it's the bag that we can buy in um, markets. markets or like, you know, mom and pop stores. And usually we call it yeah the Chinese bag because it's like you can put a lot of things that you buy from overseas to ship back to wherever you're staying. Um, so that's actually something really uh, cheap, yeah. right? You can buy for but a few dollars. You
1: also see a lot in wholesale. I think that's why it- was called and we know it colloquially as the Chinese bag because like th- when things get shipped in large quantities uh, it's just kind of like a cheap raffia bag that you can buy in huge quantities to like stock up things for vintage markets or mm. you know even when they have like those big markets you always see them in the bag holding all the stock
0: yeah so it's extremely functional Yeah. and I think what's amazing now about all these bags that we see is that it seems to be of two extremes. Either they are really functional or they are really not functional. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about also those like minodier kind of bags, right? The tiny, tiny bags that seem to serve no purpose except to be decorative.
1: Like the reticules. Yeah. The tiny bags that can be held on your Little pinky finger. finger. So what can you put in the bag? Well, it says that you don't need anything. You can just... <laughs> it is
0: literally an accessory then. It's a,
1: yeah, it's almost like a jewel, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Lizzo was seen There's this like famous photograph of Lizzo Holding one of the Jacquemus mini Le Chiquito bags on her finger mm-hmm. And it's just so humorous And yeah, a lot of contemporary visual cultures About being ironic and humorous And in the know, as you mentioned Yeah,
0: for it's sure her. Um, I'm also wondering about how people are trying to capitalize or monetize this trend. So I know I don't exactly know the store unfortunately, but I know that some of the students also buy from this shop in Bogus, which is like very re- very near LaSalle. Um, they make new things out of IKEA bags. You know, oh, okay, so like yes. I mean there's that
1: I've seen quite a lot of those um independent brands. So um Super Freak Boutique also sold them. So Super Freak is another shop in Singapore that, unfortunately, is moving. But they carry a lot of these independent designers. And yeah, they make things like bralettes. They make hats, <laughs> bucket hats. They make. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen all sorts of weird things. Even thongs made out of. Really? IKEA bags. Yeah. That's so
0: funny. I've only seen you know like fanny packs made of IKEA mm. bags or like. Um, I don't know, cross-body kind of camera bags, yeah. for instance. Um, but it's amazing to see these efforts because, you know, the materials are pretty... Standard. Yeah, yeah. and cheap, right? Yeah. And then you just use your creativity to
1: yeah, I make thought, something new. I thought it was a great trend that really could be seen across the fashion chain. Yeah. And another trend that was quite... I thought was a few years ago I, f- I forgot which one of the luxury brands Did a paper bag I think it's Balenciaga again A okay. paperback bag But it was made of Very soft calf leather Oh right And then there's a, Like a cool girl brand Called Medea Sisters That Basically, most of their bags look like paper bags, but they're all made in leather.
0: Actually, that reminds me of a brand that I used to follow um, in Bangkok called Wonder Anatomy. Oh, I know that. Yeah, and they make these like paper bags out of really famous luxury bags, right? Like they make um, the Birkin in paper, mm. like wax sort of. I don't know how to yeah. describe the material exactly, yeah. but it's, it feels like wax yeah. paper and it's like brown mm. and, you know.
1: Yeah, so that's the opposite, right? It's like they are making... Luxury bags out of paper. And then the other one was where they make paper bags out of leather. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like, what? It's like, yeah. All all this, anything goes this nowadays. irony.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It takes a lot to kind of understand it, but it's also really fun. And one of the most fun bags, um, Instagram accounts I follow it's called The Big Bag Club um, So I really like The Big Bag Club Because what they do Which is so silly Is that They take these photos Of um, celebrities With their bags And they just Magnify the bag Oh Like they just Photoshop the bag To make it bigger um, And it's just
1: I thought it was real No it's not real
0: <laughs> But it's just so Wonderful Because I'm like Oh my gosh like, I really want This big version Of the bag You know, um, it just seems so awesome, but of course, it's just making fun of it as well, right? So, it's actually started by this Milan-based, well, it says here, Milan-based graphic designer obsessed with bags, Mm. and, you know, it has, like, nearly 30,000 followers, which is incredible, you know, just, my photoshopping bags, um... Yeah. I remember when I was in secondary school or junior college, you know then you would kind of buy a bag that you use for the entire year. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and then it was like such a big decision to make. I was never a backpack girl.
1: Oh, I, was, um, I think I was a, yeah I was definitely a back girl and I would at that time what was cool was like Roxy Quicksilver all these oh surfer right. brands
0: well I would buy from like Project Shop Blood Brothers oh, you know wow. I mean so I know local fashion I know supporter. I was a supporter right from the beginning <laughs> um, but they would have these amazing kind of uh, canvas bags with like cool leather straps. They were a bit expensive but I thought they were really good value for money and you know, I really love them. I don't think they do, do they do bags still? I feel like they only do it maybe at the Paragon branch. So anyway, Project Shop Blood Brothers is this local brand that started I would say in the 90s mm-hmm. and um, they did like really cool clothes and bags and accessories and then they branched out into the cafe, cafe. business and yeah. now they are known much more for their cafe business which is thriving and they have lots of branches and delicious food. But I would always remember um the shop fondly for the clothes and accessory side of things i i do believe they still make bags and fun fact for myself <laughs> i still have um one of the original paper bags from the 90s from project shop blood brothers you kept it i kept it i am a bit of a paperback bag hoarder like i love oh paper gosh. bags and boxes <laughs> and things like that but yeah i can't bear to throw it away i think it's one of the Okay, I will show you one day. It's funny. Um, yeah, but it's, it's really amazing. And I don't know. I mean, bags are just such personal things because you use them to carry things that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Your outfit is not complete with it. But nowadays, I find myself just carrying more and more tote bags, you know, especially since, you know, when you're going shopping at supermarkets, um, well, in Singapore, they don't charge you really if you get a plastic bag, but they do discourage you from taking plastic bags. Mm-hmm. So now, tote bags are more useful than ever, right?
1: Yeah, but it's also because you can fold them and put it into your other bag. So true. So,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I've never, well, I wasn't really a huge bag person when I was growing up. I would just, like, carry cotton bags. But one of the most iconic handbag moments that I can remember is uh, when Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City carried the Fendi baguette Mm. and she was there's this wonderful episode where she's just like carrying this little tiny bag and looking into a Barney's uh, window Mm -hmm. and I remember reading an article about how from that I mean Sex and the City just launched so many trends but the demand for the Fendi baguette from there was just, like, exponential. Mm. And, of course, with the revival of the 90s, we have these little tiny baguette bags coming back into fashion. Or, like, the
0: Dior saddlebag? Is that what it's called? The one with the...
1: Yes, also.
0: D hanging of it. Okay, I hope I'm right, because we're like, oh, gosh, we're just recording that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you know, and also I think sometimes, well, for me, milestones can also be measured by bags. So, my very first luxury bag purchase was the... Yves Saint Laurent Kabas Chic bag, which I still have. I bought it in 2012, I think, when I left my previous job. And I thought like, mm, this is a moment of independence and I'm going to buy this. I'm not going to do it secondhand or anything. I'm going to go straight to the store. But in Hong Kong, of course, because that's tax-free. Mm-hmm. So I still had to be sensible. And I still carry it to this day, you know. Mm. Even though the, the inner, I don't know, the tubing and the straps have like broken off and... It's, yeah, but, you know, it's roomy, it's familiar, and it represents a really significant point in my life, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, there's that.
1: I think quite a few women would do something like that as well. And I remember in Singapore, it's not so much now, but I remember growing up, I would see a lot of this, like, office workers carrying... It's like the the monogram became a symbol of, like, having made it, of having, um, you know like it's a status symbol and it wasn't I didn't feel it was so much about what the bag looked like or whether they like the form and shape of it but more about it just ha- can it has to be any of these Gucci or LV bags it yeah. doesn't matter which one
0: I think it just shows that like you can afford it you know yeah. and you can treat yourself yeah. kind of thing but I
1: feel like the, with the success of luxury brands uh, luxury bag brands like made from really good materials like Ling Wu it shows that the Singaporean woman has moved, well, hopefully has moved past just state, backs as status symbols, but also as like objects that look or try to personify something that they expect. As- that they like, you yeah.
0: know. I agree with you and I have like a few lingo bags and I think you know what I love about them is the fact that they are always so chic that's the first thing. And I also like that they make the metallic portions of the bag sometimes the same colour mm. as the leather. Um, so for example I have this really nice black um, I don't know what I don't know what its name is now but it's one of my favorites and um, it's like a made of rubberized leather. And it has, like, Mm -hmm. black buckles and things as well. So it's just all black, which I love. Um, I've also got a couple of the bubble bags. And they are done in such fun colours, right? Like bright pink or, like, dark blue. Mm -hmm. Or they have, like, interesting linings. They have interesting straps. So that's also something that we need to talk about in terms of bags. Because I think there are more and more, you know, all these fun combinations that make it really unique. So you know that you have something limited edition that nobody else has or very few people have um, together with you and something else that I think luxury brands are doing right now is trying to make it more personalized so you can get your name your initials mm-hmm. painted on them like the Goya bags you know um, yeah. you can do that
1: yeah and also the fact that we are moving sometimes they're also moving towards more sustainable options mm-hmm. do you know that there are such thing as fish leather
0: I do because my students have been telling me about <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm like bags made of fish leather and things like that. Yeah,
1: mm. or just like removing the natural materials altogether. And perhaps we're going to have bags made out of mushrooms soon, like mycelium. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it'll be it'll really be like fun. Like a pet,
0: <laughs> like a living thing. I know. I've always wanted a furry bag, actually. I mean, just to be nonsensical about it because I thought it would be so nice to just have something to like kind Of touch oh, and kind of pet throughout the day, but then <laughs> I thought it would be really dirty because, <laughs> like, all your, you I'm know, not, all your jokes I don't get think I'm such it. a
1: germaphobe, like, I leave my bag on the floor. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Some my people husband can't hates stand it. it. Yeah. I know, like, he gets
0: <laughs> really irritated with me because he's like, everyone walks on the floor and you spend good money on your bag. Why do you do that? Because I'm then I'm just like, I buy the bag to use it, right? It's functional. You yeah. Yeah. can
1: talk about bag accessories. You know, those things that some ladies like have the that, they clip and stuff? that they clip onto the, the table oh, so right. that they can
0: hold their bag. Yeah, the bag holders. Yeah, so you can buy these. Or sometimes you don't buy them. They give it to you as gifts, right? Like weddings and stuff where it's like a bag hook. Um, so you hang it on the table and you hang your bag <laughs> off it. But I'm like, isn't there a lot of stress on the straps? So to me, I would rather put it on the the floor. But (laughs) if you go to restaurants, such as PS Cafe, which is uh, Project Shop Blood Brothers, um, PS Project Shop Cafe, they will actually give you a special kind of basket or a special stool to put your bag.
1: Yeah, and also in a lot of Japanese stores. Yeah. Wow, bags. Okay, I didn't think
0: that we would have so much to talk about it. I feel like there's even more. But maybe we should keep that for another time. Yes. Because there's a lot of things we can branch out from for bags. So, thank you so much for listening and we will see you Oh, well, we won't see you, but haha. <laughs> um, listen in, <laughs> tune in You've for the next episode.
1: The oh my gosh, can you see us now?
0: <laughs> um, well, actually, we're leaving tonight, Danny and me, uh, for a conference in Melbourne. It's called the Critical Fashion Studies Conference at University of Melbourne, and Very we excited. will. Yeah, we are not presenting together. We're presenting separate papers, so we will be sharing with you all the amazing things that we see and hear... We're also gonna catch a couple of exhibitions on Japanese fashion at.
1: There's a wonderful collecting com exhibition at the National Gallery. Yeah, for Comme des
0: Garçons. So we're gonna. Can't wait to talk about that. That's right, (laughs) and that's gonna be at National. That's at National Gallery Victoria, right? NGV. So lots of things to share with you in the next episode. So do tune in for that. For now, please um, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it if you could give us a review. Um, so that we can get more listeners. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And do follow us on Instagram as well, where you can see images that relate to what we discuss in each episode.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye.